Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, 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 hey. Is up, everybody. Welcome to the Cover Band Central Podcast number 197 for Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. And I'm Tony B coming to you from New Jersey. What's happening? Yes, yes. What's happening indeed? We are here. A lot of stuff. We're here. We had a, a took a week off last week, which we'll be doing once in a while. This is supposed to be every week, but, you know, sometimes we skip a week. Sometimes you need a vacation sometimes, you know? Sometimes. Sometimes there's nothing to talk about. Um, there's always something to talk about, Steve. There is. That's true. There is always something to talk about. And if you would like to talk about stuff, let us know. <clears throat> um, if you're watching us live, we are broadcasting live on the Cover Band Central Facebook page, in the Cover Band Central Facebook group, and on the Cover Band Central YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the channel. The link is in the description. Click that link. Hit subscribe. Hit the bell. Yeah. So you know when we go live. I should have that bell ready. Um, but if you're watching right now live, come on in and say hello. Tell us where you're from, and we will say hello back, and we will uh, discuss anything that you want. And if you want to chime in on today's topic, that would be fantastic. We will get to that in a bit. Uh, Vonda's here. She's in uh, Michigan. It's happening. It's happening. Vonda. I like that name with a V. Vonda. Vonda from Michigan. Yes, I very much like Vanda. Um, anybody else, come on in and say hello. Uh, so, uh, how's it going? It's going great. How <laughs> else would it be going? It's going excellent, Steve. Outstandingly excellent. I love it. I love yes, it. Yes, indeed. It's going well for me, too. It's there, going. Yeah. Uh, Kelly is in Kentucky. She says a loud Kentucky. hey. Kelly, hey. Yeah. We are worldwide for Cover Band Central. We're at uh, 659,000 followers on the Cover Band Central Facebook Across page. If you're not a part of it, please check that out. Far and wide. Anne's in, Anne's in Port Colburn. I don't know where that is. Uh, Southwest England is Bonnie. Cool avatar. Yeah, Bonnie. I like that. Brianna's in Ohio. Uh, only women so far again. It's always the first two minutes, Steve. You know how it goes. Ah, oh, here's a dude. Harold in Fairfax, Virginia. Uh, he says, love your Harold stuff. Thanks, Bob Harold. Ring. Appreciate you. Fast Jimmy's here. What's up, dudes? Come on in. Water's fine. Mark Lara's here, too. Uh, cool. We always appreciate you guys watching us live or listening on the audio podcast, which we're on Pantheon now, the, on the Megaphone platform. There's a link Megaphone. in the description for that. I like that. There's a link for the description that for that too in the let me try that again. There's a link to the in the description for that for the audio Megaphone. podcast. See, you can't do that. You're throwing me off, dude. Even the crickets. 
Uh, the link's in the description. Click that link and check out our previous podcast and uh, subscribe there too if you're an audio podcast listener. Uh, we do this on video and if audio. If you're both. not an audio podcast listener, you might not know you're one until you try it. So come on in. Right. Mark's in Central Illinois. Uh, mostly the United States right now. Uh, I like your, your happy face, your little laughs, Bonnie. Um, so, yeah, I covered business. Okay, so... So what's new and exciting um, in the world of music, Steve, as far as um, yeah, just endeavors, mate? It's kind of status quo. I'm still playing my two gigs on the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I play uh, from 2 to 6.15, and then from 7 to 1.30 on Friday and Saturday, and then we end a little earlier on Sundays. And uh, this past weekend, I did both. The prior weekend, I only did the one the day gig. But now it looks like it's going to be doubles every weekend going forward for an undetermined amount of time. But for, for, for the near future. Ride the wave while you can, brother. Doubles, yes. Enjoy it. Yeah, and it's, it's – it's, I mean, we talked about this a few weeks ago, but it is – it's become much more routine for me. And uh, some people that I, I just encounter now out there – and they learn for the first time that's what I'm doing. They're like, I don't know how you do that. Are you crazy? I pretty much get that reaction from everybody. Because <laughs> they haven't tried it. That's why. They're amazed. Uh, maybe. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I would probably say the same thing to somebody else before I did this, too. Be like, oh, wow, that's a lot. But what, like we talked about, you... dude, if you were a touring musician, right, with, with a, a national act, you know, international act, whatever, you would be playing, you know, 250 shows a year. Or more potentially. So, so wow, that's a lot. Saying, no, even that's, even two hundred shows a year. I'm saying you you have a, a day off here and there, but for the most part, you're playing every day. It's not doubles, but you're playing every day, every other day. A couple of days off to travel, depending where you're going. But you're usually in blocks of three or four, you know, or five, depending. So it's a lot. Yeah, I mean that's a comp- completely different animal, though. Touring bands, you're 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 up there and you're doing. A couple hours, maybe, if you're a headliner, which is, you know, you're doing, like, maybe between 15 and 20 songs a night, which is, you know, sure, that's that's a job, but it's not, it doesn't even compare. It's like 187 songs a night. Well, not that many a night. In a day. In a 24-hour period. Uh, well, yeah, we talked about it a few weeks ago. We determined that it's about 320 mm. uh, a weekend. Yeah. So a little over a hundred a day, hundred songs. So that's a lot. I mean, if you were to go see a band, like, hey, yeah, man, I got tickets to Kansas. <laughs> They're doing a hundred songs. They're doing a marathon gig from two p.m. to two a.m. Right, With an intermission at six and a couple of breaks. I mean, no, no matter how much you love a band, no matter how good that band is, if they did a hundred songs, you would get bored. Yeah, eventually, you would be like, oh man, aren't these guys gonna? They, That's the beauty of the break? whole what? cover band experience, right? It's because the variety. Are, are they repeat? Wait, are they doing that song again? They just yeah. did that what, like a couple hours ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many times are they going to do Carry On Wayward yeah, Son? Well, I mean, at least once know. a set if the crowd keeps turning over, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. That would be the ticket. It's like a rotating Imagine. ticket. It's like you get to buy a ticket, but you can only stay for a maximum of three hours. Then you have to vacate and let the next person take your seat. So it's like a rotating crowd. 
just on a larger scale, kind of like what you do, but just on a, a grander scheme. Right, right. Yeah, we yeah we went to see the Grateful Dead, man. They did a hundred songs. Mm. It would it took a it took a week. <laughs> yeah, you might see an hour jam, but I don't know about that. Right. So yeah, it is impressive um, what you do when you look at it from that perspective of the amount of stamina required and the amount of songs and the amount of tolerance to keep playing those songs to the best of your ability every every time you do them. You know. Yeah. It's it, it is, but it, but it's just like anything else, and you talk about it a lot. But it's just conditioning. It's getting it's habit forming. Um, you just form this habit of this thing, and you condition your brain. You you uh, create new pathways, neural pathways in your brain that uh, allow you to do it. Um, and I, again, I mean, I say the same thing every time. There's there's parts of it where I'm very fatigued and I'm t- or I'm tired, and I'm just like, oh, when is this going to end? Um, I, I, yeah, I like the rock box gig, the night gig, there's a clock, a digital clock facing us. The, the audience can't see it's up top and it's facing all of us. And, you know, it's right in front of my face. So I'm, I'm always like, and what's it tell it? What's what? it telling you the countdown of how much longer you have to play for? No, it's just a clock. Like the time. Okay. Of, so you're just yeah. watching the minutes go by and count. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, you know, like. Hasn't it been eight forty-seven for like five minutes? Like, what is going on here? Sometimes it feels that way. Um, but, but, uh, um, hey, like but you then said, it's, but you it, could be in a factory, you know, punching widgets for all that time, right? So, but I, the the most challenging part of this, Tony, all of that, of this whole thing of of that, especially playing with Rockbox, the night mm-hmm. gig, is having to pee. And not being able to go pee. Um, that's the hardest part. Have you guys me. tried wearing diapers? <laughs> or making like a pee bottle, you know, apparatus that you could somehow discreetly strap to your leg? No. You know? It seems like I'm the only one that has to pee frequently. But it doesn't, actually it hasn't been happening often lately. And I have the added benefit in Rockbox of, Sonny, one of the other singers, also can play bass. So, in in an emergency, Dude, I gotta go. I have the solution. That That's he, a great he idea, play. but this is what you do. This is with Cornerstone during the daytime, right? Cornerstone is easy. Oh, no, Rock Cornerstone. Okay, it's not a for problem. Rock Box. Now you remark, you rebrand the band as the Scottish Box. You all wear kilts. Then you can strap like a big Gatorade bottle right to your leg under the kilt. Problem solved. No one sees it. It's easy to, to you know, conceal. And you guys have a new gimmick. It kind of frees you up. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's done that. I'll pitch it to those definitely guys mention see what it they to say. Them. You know, definitely pitch that I'll, idea. I think, I think I'll try to pitch it. I know I'll, I'm on. I'll, I just don't know if you guys are sophisticated enough to embrace it. But we'll see. I, I don't know. But I will give you 100% credit for the idea. Okay, so, that's cool. So it didn't come from me we at all. We can get the feedback um, next week when we talk or, you know, the week after, depending right. on if nap time is hard. And, 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 you know, like Wendy correctly points out here, that won't work for women. No, of course not. So your idea is uh, is well, thrown in well, question well, already. We're, so we're only referring to your particular environment and need for a solution. This wasn't supposed to be some broadband, wide-scope thing. This was like you know, a specialized consulting recommendation from myself to you. I don't think I don't only. 
Yeah, I don't think it would be so you, work. I would you get, stop right there. I, you I, can just run it by your band and let me know next week, and then I'll, I'll let. I'll now, see, I would, I would get pee shy, and I wouldn't be able to do it anyway. On <laughs> like I'm on stage in front of everybody, and even though they can't see it, I got to pee and in, into yeah, a, in a bottle like, under under my kilt. Let let it flow. Yeah. I, yeah. Anyway, okay. Let's well, move well, on from know, the pee. Take it into consideration. pee bottles, but that's a good point, though, right? When you're in- well, like Mark said, just screw it and whip out and pee on stage, you that know, which too. is which I have considered. I've considered turning around into a bottle. I, I've been that bad before, where I've considered just turning around my back to the audience and pissing in a bottle. Dude, I have um, so many ideas. You could have a hollow body base with a back cut out of it, with like a reservoir in it, and you could just like move it over a little bit and pretend like you're jamming and just pee right into the back of that then when you're done just give it a little shake and come back to the normal playing position and it would hold it inside the base then at break time you could just take it and dump it out like a bedpan hmm you're just full yeah, of I ideas mean, listen, if you bring up the topic i got a lot to expand you know expand yeah. upon that but anyway I, but fortunately I, I have sunny i have sunny in both bands and he can play bass so if i really need to go but sunday he was not Sonny was not there. We had a different singer who does not play bass. And there was a good hour plus where I really had to pee. And I I couldn't. I just had to endure it. Do you it. ever call and Sonny Sunday? Do you ever say, say Sunday? No, I call him Sunshine. Sunshine, now sometimes. okay. Yeah. Uh, see, there you go, Jackie. Now she's using it. On the next Shark Tank, <laughs> you'll find <laughs> Yeah, you got it, man. Check this out. Uh, he, Mike Schultz is here. He said he's excited to listen to this whole episode to find out how you made it in. Yeah, into this Mike, got to get here early for the good stuff, man. But I'm usually yeah. get here. We're talking music. Mike, he's the gem. He's got a podcast. Gems. Mike does the Confused Breakfast podcast, which is about movies, and they discuss movies, mm. and he's he, he's very good. Um, so, but um. Uh, but the other challenge, yeah, Sunday, that was one challenge Sunday night. And then the other was uh, Saturday night. I was just, it was a little slower this weekend, Easter weekend. Not, you know, not as many people in town. Um, still people, you know, but not not crazy packed. What, um, what about day, was, daytime Easter Sunday? People in the clubs? Yeah, because there was a big parade Okay. Um, in town that I didn't know about, which is always very frustrating and, and challenging because I have to drive into the French Quarter in New Orleans every day. I don't live there. I have to drive into it. And then I have to find parking, which is challenging too. But when there's a parade, streets are blocked off. You can't go. And they're all one-way streets in the French Quarter. So you can't. You have to you know, go a, a mile just to go a half a block sometimes. Um, and then I, you know, I got caught in this traffic. I'm like, and I didn't know this. There was a parade right down Bourbon Street. So anyway, when we started, there were people, the the parade had just ended, people were sort of dispersing, so people came in. It it still was pretty slow, though, for the most part. I think mostly it was families, and they just went home afterwards. Um, but but Saturday night, the other challenge, I was so tired, and it was like, we start, for Rockbox, night band, we start at 7 o'clock, and we end at one thirty. We break at 10, so we go 7 to 10, three hours. And... It was like eight thirty, and I'm looking at the clock. And I'm just like, I was so tired. I just hit, got hit with a wave of, oh, I'm tired, because not a lot of people in the club, and there's not much to, you know, just keep your attention. 
and I'm playing just playing the same song. So we're playing Hotel California. So do you jump around like Angus Young from ACDC, like just no. yourself pumping, even though it's Hotel California, no. or you just kind of stand there like, yeah, it's California. I, yeah. Yeah, I in fact I decided I, I was challenged myself. I was like, I wonder if I can take a little nap and still play the song, <laughs> and sing the background. Because you know the expression people say, yeah, I could play that in my sleep. Yeah, I was like, hmm, let me test Proven. this. Let me let me see if I could actually kind of get into a sleep at least that halfway where you're you're half awake, half asleep zone, and still keep playing. See, Steve, another so invention I, right out of the back of your pants, two rods that you could just clip out like a seat, and you could just sit back on them and then nap, and just way you wouldn't lose your balance. Yeah, that was the concern, was the balance losing. Mm. But I tried it anyway. I closed my eyes, and I'm just like, I'm playing the song. I don't have to look at my neck. You know, my fingers know what to do. And, you know, I kind of almost got there for like a minute and a half, maybe. I was like, I was in a nice kind of restful space with my eyes closed. And I'm like, and I kept checking in on myself. Am I still playing the song? Yeah. Okay. Am I still playing it right? Yeah. And then you woke up laying on the drum set and the guy was like, dude, what are you doing? Get off me. <laughs> and you're like, oh, sorry, huh? And everyone was looking at you and you were like standing and you realized what was going on? Um, I know. Uh, no. Um, and then the only, the other incident this weekend was Friday. So wait, uh, you came out of your trance like state and then you were renewed and rejuvenated or you were waiting for the next, a little, a little. Yeah. It was just, it was just a wave of fatigue that hit me that kind of passed through me. And then eventually I was, all right, I'm okay. I'm back okay. here. And then, you know, cause it's, it's that first three hours on Saturday after I just got done playing all day. And I had played all day and night the day before. Saturday, going from 7 to 10, that first, uh, it's four sets, so that first quad. And no coffee at dinner break time? I don't do, drink coffee. Oh, boy. I don't do caffeine. Um, that's the most challenging one, that, that bit. Because once I'm, we hit break at 10 o'clock, then we come back from break, then it's like you're on the, on the tail end there. And home stretch, psychological, psychological, home stretch, and yeah. psychologically, it's much better. Uh -huh. It's like okay, and I also get several breaks during that three hours, um, where uh, a couple other people play bass or somebody's just playing uh, solo on stage, and we get off stage. So that the end of it is much easier than the first mm. part. Okay, but I got to do something about the the having to urinate. Um, when when Sonny's not there, yeah, I gotta figure it out. I have to just drink less, I guess. Drink something. Yeah, or just try to mm. pee pee before you go on, and then hit it right at the break. I always do. You know? Always pee before I go on stage. Mm. Uh, well, you and know then my the other chat on that, so I've already given my input. We won't, we won't repeat that again. Right, guys. But the other challenge this weekend was gear related. And I, if you'll remember, I had a a challenge uh, probably about a month ago where my bass cut out on stage, and I was, thought it was the bass, I thought it was the pedal, whatever, and it turned out to be a bad cable. Yes. Um, Prime suspect. Eileen said there's a pill for that. I got to look into that. Um, again, well, it, it didn't happen that way, but Friday, we we're playing not even maybe a half hour and my bass just started cutting out, but it would cut back in, but it was kind of, 
and cutting out. So I'm thinking again, cable, and and you know like. I'm playing a song, it's mid-song, and then the bass all of a sudden isn't there. So I'm frantically, while the band is still playing the song, frantically trying to figure out what the problem is. Changing this cable, go uh, bypassing the pedal, going into the straight into the amp. Nothing was working. And um, they had uh, uh, the keyboard player just play a song by himself so I could try to figure it out. And then I got it back working. And then, okay, start the next song, and then it's working for a second, and then same thing happened. What'd you do to get it and working? I, I don't know. I just I was just switching cable. I think it was a different cable, probably, okay. that I was using. Or or the pedal. Yeah, actually, that was it. I shook the the cable by the input of the pedal, and I like, kind of shook it a little bit, and then it was working. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's this. It's just a loose something here. This, this cable's bad. And then, but then it cut out again. Battery. And then I had changed, actually, before we started, when I was just kind of warming up, uh, I heard that sort of crackle and I was like, oh, I, I might have to change the battery. I haven't changed it in, in a bit. And those batteries actually last in active guitars and active basses. Those batteries was last Was it the Energizer or was it a Duracell? I don't recall. Okay. It was one of the two. Though. All right. Got to be dependent on um, energizers and and uh so i changed it out i put a brand new battery in so i knew it wasn't that and i went and got another bass so we stopped or like i gave my bass to sonny and he was playing and it was working and then i went and got my other bass and i came back and it was working and then it cut out on him so i plugged in my other bass same problem okay it's not the bass so we determined that it's the amp it had to be the amp that was the only thing left that we didn't check or, or that, that wasn't changed out. Mm -hmm. So uh, we ended up setting it up. So I was going direct through the PA and put me through the monitors. And it was fine. It, for me on stage, it was fine. I could hear myself well. There just wasn't as much of a bottom. Sure. You know, for the, for the bass. But, but, and they said it sounded fine out front. So that was my challenge. So I ended up having to bring in a different uh, rig entirely for saturday mm. but that worked great and now it sounds it actually sounds better now with this rig that i'm using so blessing there you go see force force fed you didn't want to do it on your own so that's it we'll make you change mm -hmm. amps which you did for the better yeah so i'm gonna it, it's i don't think it's dirty pots. i mean it's possible mark said dirty pots i don't know enough about opening up it's it's a you know solid state amp. It's a, a you know speaker with the amp in in one shell. So I, I haven't looked at it yet. I'll either look at I'll look at it and see if I can figure out something that might be simple. It uh, might be related to getting urinated on. Might be a problem with it. it might have taken. On I don't. I don't. I don't do that on my amp. Mm. Crazy. Maybe not. Crazy. It might it might just be dirty pots. He might be Maybe. right. I might just have to clean the pots. I don't know, but anyway, but I but made it through, and then the rest of the night was fine. Uh, that See, night, Plan B, the, Plan B, and the rest ready. of the weekend. Yeah, the rest of the weekend was was uh, was good with that setup. So, um, but yeah, just I, I what I like about this dude is I mean I'm playing more than I've ever played in my life in, in a short period of time and i think it's really i feel myself improving i can see it like the improvements i'm making 
are happening, you know, faster because I'm playing so much so I can really see it. So think about it from that perspective. From Friday, Saturday, Sunday, how many total hours are you playing? Um, actual, like actual yeah, playing like time? on stage p- performing, playing. Not breaks, not anything, but, you know, over the course of the day and the night. So three, uh, four hours and eight, two, uh, five, six, uh, about in the ballpark of 10 hours, probably a little more. Each day? Friday and Saturday, and Sunday is generally, a, right now anyway, a little bit less, so probably about eight hours. So it's 28 hours for the weekend. Something like that, yeah. Okay, so let's round it down to say it was 25, right? So that's 100 mm-hmm. hours a month that you're practicing and muscle memory on your instrument, right? So think about it from that perspective. It's 100 hours a month. It's 1,200 hours a year if you do it for a consistent amount of time like that. So that's a tremendous opportunity just to increase your, your overall skill and your ability just from a muscle memory and a physicality element of it you know because that's how you train you know if you wanted to learn something new you'd have to keep practicing it you know for a certain amount of hours until it became natural for you to do it so as you're playing these songs you know you're subconsciously training yourself but look at it from that perspective too like when would you ever have a hundred hours a month to put in you know to 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 practicing and rehearsing your craft yeah, I and yeah, no, you wouldn't. I right. Mean, I mean, you, you, and that's what it you is. You could, too. but that's that. That's a tremendous amount of dedication, right? For someone to say, "I'm going to put in 25 hours a week at something," you know. Yeah, yeah, it's tremendous. It, that would be very difficult to do on your mm-hmm. own. Um, but it is practicing too. It's always um practicing, uh, and um, uh, it it feels great. You know, it's it's uh. I've been playing with a pick a lot, and and that's not something I did for most of my career as a bass player. I always played with my fingers. I played with a pick here and there for tone, you know, certain songs. Like, did you have to adapt that in necessity? I adapted it, be, be, kind of, because um, when I started playing with Rockbox in October, the guitar player wanted me to play with a pick on certain songs um, that he felt like. You know, it, it sounds much better. That's the way the original artist does it. Um, and I was I was a little resistant to it. Like, I took a... And like, hey, I could play with my fingers just fine. You know? Um, but I, I embraced it and um, then just started playing with a pick on most songs just to get myself really into being like a pick bass player because that's not... It's just never been my thing. Always oh, a finger bass player, and it's cool. I'm really enjoying it. It makes me play a little differently, um, and I think it's making me better in a way, too. And it's certainly better for performing purposes. Um, it's just cooler, you know. We're playing rock songs like '80s rock songs, and it's cooler to kind of just be like playing with a pick, like you're playing a guitar, and then you point into the crowd and. And, you know, we've had some great crowds where it's packed. It's you been fl- spring break. Flicking the pick out to the audience. Like, flicking yeah. the pick, yeah. Yeah, and they love it. I mean, these people that come and see us, we, we're we playing the role. 
of Rockstar and people eat it up. They love it. They they look at us that way. So, uh, which is going to be a great lead into our topic. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Hi, Steve and Tony. I don't know who that is, but Facebook user says that. What's up, Facebook user? Um, so I've really adapted this uh, and, and thought about it a lot uh, recently and uh, because of really another person who I'm working with about the topic today, which is play for the gig you want. And that just means, like I said, in the description, there's the old adage, uh, uh, don't dress for the job you have, dress for the job you want, which you can take literally, meaning like if you're in the, the regular workforce, dress nice, you know, dress to impress. If you want to be a CEO, dress like a CEO, you know, or whatever it is, you know, do that now, regardless of what where you are. And but it's also a good metaphor for anything in life. If if you want to achieve something, act as if it's true now. Do those things that you would do if you had that thing, or you were that thing, or, or you had that job. And I like applying that to being a musician. It's a lot of visualization. I think we all kind of do it as musicians by default, like without even trying. I think probably as kids we did, especially. When we were, you know, when you first sat behind a drum kit or when I first picked up a bass, I was pretending to be like my heroes. And I'm sure you had a, a similar. Yeah, I mean, when you play along to, to your favorite records, you know, when you're younger, you're idolizing your heroes, right? And you're trying to emulate them and you're inspired by them. That, that fuels you to visualize that whole experience of their superstardom, you know, and you see yourself playing along with that that you know, exit stage left rush album and the crowd is there. And it's like, you know, if you have a really good stereo or your headphones and you're playing along with it, it's like you're in that moment. And then, yeah, you visualize that. And that helps, I think, to, you know, it definitely triggers that, that manifestation of other like things, you know, to attract to you from that. So by having that type of mindset, you're putting yourself in a better headspace, right, to attract that or to put you on, you know, the right path forward to, to attain whatever your dream is that you're visualizing, you know, that to be. And then you look back and you say, you know, 30, 40 years later of doing this, you know, where it's taken you and had you not pursued that initial, you know, dream and had the passion to, to, to emulate your heroes, right, and become inspired, that you wouldn't be doing it still today and we wouldn't be nearly as proficient, you know, if we weren't serious about it. So it's not just dress, you know, like you said, for the job you want, but be prepared for the opportunity that you may get from the, you know, the current situation you're in by bringing your best every time to every gig and not settling and not being satisfied with how good you were at the last gig, but bringing your best. And after a while, someone's going to notice that. And, you know, and you got to be ready for that next step, you know, to be prepared for that. If that's what you're looking for and that's what you're pursuing, 
you know, so behind the scenes, you got to be doing the same, you know, if you're not playing a hundred hours a week, right. Which is the opportunity that you have. But if you're on a regular level of playing, you know, a couple of times a month, it's your duty to have your chops up and to be on your downtime, constantly getting better and learning different things and learning new, you know, genres of music that are exposing you to other creative elements to make you a better player. Sure. It'll, it'll all do that. Um, and, and I, I kind of feel like, yeah, yeah, you have to take the actions, but this is more of a psychological, uh, approach to, to anything. And, uh, you know, you, we were just talking about visualization and, uh, uh, I mean, it has to be something that you want, you know, some people are in situations where they're content. That's it. That's they got what they wanted. Some people play the corner pub at once in a while and that's it. And that's all they ever wanted. And that's fine. And that's fine for them. They, they want other things in, in life besides that. And that's cool. Um, but if you're if you're playing and you're striving to get better and you're looking for opportunities and, and you, you have, you know, this drive in you, then it behooves you to no matter where you are, picture that you're already in that place, in that that on that huge stage playing with that famous person, um, you know, playing these type of songs, playing to these types of crowds, playing in this area or touring or whatever it is you want. Do that now in your head when you when you preparing and you're going to work and you're getting on stage and close your eyes and picture that crowd of 5000 people, even if, if there's five people in the room play as if those that that room is packed with 5000 people um, as if you're a well known artist in, in your field, whatever it is you do, if that's something you want, do it now dress that way too. you know, literally dress dress like a rock star if you want to be a rock star dress like a rock star act like talk like say like it's now not sometime in the future it's now and i i learned this early dude i learned this without knowing that i learned it um you know as a kid even before i ever played a gig i had um you know i had my bass i had like a small amp in my bedroom and i would practice and i would play along with records like lps there was no rewinding. There was no YouTube tutorial. Mm -hmm. There was, I put the record player on, I put my bass on and I'm playing along and I'm trying to learn it as I'm playing along. But I would stand up. I would stand up. I would put my foot on the bed like it's a, a monitor. <laughs> you know, I would, uh, seriously, yeah, no, I, I would know. point, I, I was facing the windows, um, you know, in my bedroom, with the windows outside and I would look outside and I would just picture the crowd. I mean, I literally did that, and at, at the time, I probably thought it was silly, or or maybe other people thought it was silly, but I didn't care. That was I loved it. it. It gave me chills to do that. And then, not too many years later, I was in that situation where I was on stage playing to packed rooms, and and when I got there, doing that, I felt like I've already been here a hundred times. I've already done this. This is and people get get to a certain level and they get maybe get intimidated or scared or, or uh, nervous. But if you've already run it through in your head, then you don't. Well, that's the confidence level, right? Of the, like I was saying with the muscle memory and being prepared, right? It's like you have the confidence to do it. But to your point, I can remember like the first band I was ever in. We bought lights. You know, we had a PA and we bought lights. So in in my, the rehearsal space, we had the lights. And as you played, you know, they changed colors. So we just put it on auto and then you would play. But it made it so you were like 
on stage. It wasn't like you were in, you know, my parents' downstairs family room that we cleared all the furniture out of and made into, you know, a rehearsal studio. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love those houses, it, man. Yeah. The, the, those are always great times going it to, was bi -level, gotta go to rehearsal. Yeah, bi-level. So you'd yeah. walk in and you're in the foyer and to the right is band <laughs> as far as right, I can right. see. And then upstairs to the normal part of the house. But it was like we took that over. My parents were really cool about it. You know, my, my mom tolerated a lot rehearse until 11 or 12 o'clock you know on a weeknight when she had to work the next morning but for sure you know by changing that element you know turn off the fluorescent lights and have these you know stage lights you know with some other lighting and it was just cool to create a vibe and you're you know you were, you were performing you weren't rehearsing you know right right you're performing you're acting like yeah we did it in my uh i played in this band called cheater that was one of my first bands when i was a kid and uh, we did that same thing. Drummer's house, yep. um, by level. We we went in through the garage, and it was like the downstairs of the house, really. Uh -huh. And they had it as like a family room with a couch and the TV. And we would yeah move the couch, mm -hmm. um, and set up and face all face one way as if we're on stage. Um, and we, I did that with little sister too. We had a big mirror in front of us too, which was killer. So we're like. You know, we're like like a dancer. Yeah, would. you could see what you're doing and how you look, see your moves, you're and you know, like all stiff. Yeah, yeah, we Good. we choreograph it and, and look at ourselves in the mirror with our choreographing and stuff. Um, but we acted as if. But that we, that we, visualization, we that practicing, and going through the motions when you really do get on stage, then it's not like your first time and you're all, you know, like deer in the headlights because you've been doing it at home. Right. So it's like you're ready. Wait till you know, I got the moves down. I got my look. I have my I know my parts. You know, we have the stage looking a certain way. You know, it's less nerve wracking than it would be if you just come in and cold, like practice, practice, right. practice, but never played out. You know, it might take you 10 gigs until you look comfortable. The other way, it might take right. you three, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you just you but the psychological, the mental exercise of, of it is so important um you know and getting into that so when you're playing yeah you're you're, you're way ahead of where you want to be it's a little weird for me now to apply it because i'm playing so much and i don't really i'm not really striving to do much more in my career as far as a player is concerned although i do still picture like and I'll do this while I'm playing. I still picture like, wow, I wonder what this would feel like if I was in an arena right now playing to 20,000 people. Mm. How would that feel? So I do kind of get into that. I don't have an overwhelming desire, burning desire to do that. I used to. I still would like to, but I don't have like, it's not, I don't have fire in me about it because I'm still playing to packed rooms, people cheering. It's great. You know, I'm having a good time. Um, but it's a, but the, I'm sorry. I was saying that's what it's all about. Having a good time and, and enjoying, you know, your situation that you're in and, and the, you know, playing, whether it's like you said, to two people, to no people in your house, by yourself, with your band rehearsal, you know, you're still making music, right? So enjoy it, be happy and joyful while you're doing it, you know, and visualize those sort of things. Like you said, if you're in a band starting out and you guys are just starting to play together, like you said, you visualize getting those gigs and being in the club, you know, and if you're in, already in that situation, like you said, whatever your particular environment or your, your goals are, right, that's what you, you know, you think about. And it's going to be different for everybody, but I think the common thing should always be that you're bringing your best to that present moment at whatever gig you're or whatever musical situation you're in. 
Sure, you know? of course. Yeah, always definitely want to bring your best. Don't get complacent. Too many people, especially in New Orleans where people play day in and day out, you know, they're there three nights a week, four nights a week, five nights a week, whatever. It gets tedious. And and people, I see that, that more than not in New Orleans, that people are just complacent. Like, okay. Yeah, this and don't get an ego either as you get better, right? Because at a certain point, you're going to be making leaps and bounds in, in your progress, right? Before you plateau, you know what I'm talking about. Like you'll get, you know, in your earlier career, there's a big growth spurt there, you know? And during that spurt, you just got to be careful that you're not getting an ego that you're you're better than you think you are, you know? Or taking that like, mm. you know, that sort of thing. Like you could always be better, right? I mean, be confident, but don't be like cocky and, and have a bad attitude because people are not going to want to work with you. Yeah. No matter how good you are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I had a little bit of that when I was young um, and in a, in a very popular band. Um, so uh, so a couple. there's a couple of reasons this, this came to my mind this week. Um, that's a good thing, too. Like Daniel said, I always play as if another bass player is watching me looking for mistakes. Mm. And I see that, I see that a, a lot. Uh, really here in New Orleans where most people don't watch me. You know, people might look at me, but they don't sit there and watch me. They'll watch the singer, they'll watch the guitar player, watch the drummer, bass player, eh, most people don't. But sometimes I get, I see people watching me. I can tell they're just watching me. Um, and I don't, I never think of it like, like they're another bass player. But I, I, I always generally think that they're a musician depending on what they look like if they're usually I usually think that like they must be a musician watching a bass player what he what's a bass player doing and and quite often the, that person will end up talking to me saying something you know like, like good job or or hey I'm a bass player too or whatever um, or hey I saw you urinating behind that amp over there <laughs> your, your bag under your kilt is dripping yeah caught cool. you might want to get uh, get that fixed um but uh yeah i'll i'll uh i'll, I'll notice that and, and it does i wouldn't say it affects how i play i would say it affects how i'm thinking about my playing because generally i'm not thinking about my playing but then if somebody's watching me then i think i think about my play and i think about what are they seeing what are they hearing what are like I don't get obsessed about it, but I'll I'll think about it. Like okay, like I, I I'm doing this because to me it's all natural. It's all just me doing me. I, I, it's so normal that it's not like a thing, even. But to other people, it is, and I lose that perspective as all of us would. Anyway, like you know, you don't see yourself the way other people see you. This is true, um, and I think it's interesting too when people come up and start photographing the band or videotaping the band too, you know, or if they really want to get a good shot, they come real close and they go around each player, you know, and they kind of get a good yeah. like panoramic, you know? So that's always fun too, you know, to, yeah, that happens. to uh, participate in that. So you're not just like stiff looking at them like, Hey, how's it going? You know, you give them a little high right. five or stick flip or something, you know, I pose, I'm a poser. So I'll, I'll pose sometimes when people do that. Yeah. Point point my bass at them or point my finger or like yeah give, give, them give the devil two, horns keep playing you know like whatever you got to do but it's it's yeah. fun interacting with the crowd that way but like I said I don't know how much I would 
honestly myself be thinking about anything like that when I'm playing. Like there's, there's always someone watching you, but I usually don't typically think like that's someone checking me out or watching for mistakes. Like I'm more preoccupied, I think, for myself with the dynamic level we're playing at, has the sound with the band doing, you know, listening to the other players, like being caught up more in that. Right. But every gig's different, like you said, you know, and it depends on the environment. And, and, and like I said, someone right next to you was, was eyeing you the whole time. But it could be too, like you said, you can go on break and the guy's like, oh, I'm a drummer too, man. And I, I, what do you, you know, I play this and blah, 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 and really enjoying the band. And, you know, that's why he's checking you out because he's a fellow drummer, you know, he doesn't want to come and right. sit in or anything, but he's just appreciative of that. And he's more interested in watching the drums than the whole band. Right. So that's cool too. Yeah. So, but but this came to my mind anyway because of a couple reasons. Uh, for one, I'm watching American Idol, and I I talk about it every year. I I, I love watching American mm -hmm. Idol, um, and I I just like hearing fresh young talent. That's why I watch it. It's nice to you know just it never ends. You know, kids grow up, and some of them can sing great in a new way, in a fresh way, and it's and it's. It keeps it makes keeps me feeling young. It makes me excited. And dude, you've been a fan of American Idol. I mean, we talked about this back in like 2008. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, like in you know, like as inspiration, and we've had these convos going on now for you know 15 years, every bit of it. Yeah, um, and it's uh, uh, you know, it's getting into it. it's going to be the live rounds soon next week it's the top 24 or top 26 actually and then it'll be live going for, forward through uh into memorial day so i was watching this past uh week and and the way american idol works is they do the auditions which are, are in local cities people come in they sing in front of the three judges who are katie perry luke bryan and lionel richie uh right now and that that's been the judging panel for five years now i think and uh you know that's that's a little more of a intimate setting. You're you're in a studio. You're going in and you're just singing, and they want to hear if you can sing. But then you get into Hollywood Week, and now you're performing. Now you're on stage. Now you're on a big stage with a band, with lights, with cameras everywhere. Not a crowd yet, but an audience, and the audience is the other contestants, um, and the, of course the judges. So. The jump from that, from going like that's like going into a rehearsal room, versus now you're in a live gig. Yeah, that's the the difference. There's a difference in the approach, in the mentality, in the in the psychology psychology of it. And so watching these kids, you know, and seeing them in the audition round, then seeing them in Hollywood Week on stage, that's one of the thoughts that came to me was some of these kids were, didn't do that. They didn't practice this exercise. They didn't sing as if they were on the big stage already before they got to it. And granted, they're young. A lot of them have, you know, very little to no experience. But that doesn't mean you can't still visualize and if you have a love for it, if you have a passion for it. So the standouts in Hollywood Week were the ones that you could tell they did. They did that exercise. They did that visualization. They they already had pictured themselves on this big stage with the big lights and the all that before they got there. So once they got there, they're comfortable, even though they never did it before. You know, and you'll see, you'll watch some of these performances, and you're like, wow, that that voice is great. They look like natural on stage, and then they talk to them, and they were like, 
You know, this is the first time I've ever done this. Not really, because you did it in your head. Yeah, and, and so you, I think you also see the, the younger contestants that maybe didn't do that but have a natural ability. You know, their vocal prowess is a natural gift, right? And then they can then be molded to, to, to get to that level, you know? So they get their foot in the door just due to their talent, you know? Right. And then they have to go to the next level through the visualization and to get them prepared to take that next step. Otherwise, like you said, they get there and they're not prepared and it's going to show. But sometimes, like you said, I mean, that talent can take you so far. But if you have talent and you work hard, that's when you're forced to be reckoned with. Yeah. Like they had um, during Hollywood Week, they had duets round where each contestant has to find somebody, pick a partner and pick a song and do a duet. And there were these two guys and they were doing um, I'm Still Standing by Elton John. Mm -hmm. That's the, the song they chose. And both of them, come time for them to perform, had their phones out looking at lyrics. And, the, you know, the song starts and they're both just standing there reading their phone, lyrics on their phone. And Katy Perry's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Stop, stop, stop the music. What are you guys doing? And they're like, uh, well, we're kind of having trouble remembering the words. And all the judges were like, put your phones away. Just feel it. Figure it out. Mm -hmm. You have to. You have to do this now. You have to perform. So, they both did follow the instructions. They both screwed up the words badly. Like one of them wasn't even close to the right words. Like didn't say any of the right words. And one of them kind of said some of the right words. Uh huh. And they sang the melody, and they were trying to showcase their like their their runs and stuff to showcase their their voice. Which, considering the circumstance, they did fine. They did an admirable job. But still, meh, no good. Yeah, but you, you don't know the words to the song. Well, that's just it. Like, you know, from having to learn songs, and at least I can attest to it from my own behalf, is that if I'm first learning a song and I'm reading the words because I don't know it yet, you sing it way differently than you do when you, you know the word oh, and you yeah. have the confidence and you, you own it, right? Then you can focus on how you're singing it and the nuances of such rather than trying to focus on what the actual lyrics are. Oh, uh, yeah. It's it's night and day, man. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that conversation comes up a lot in the Cover Band Central group on Facebook where people talk about iPads mm -hmm. and reading lyrics off of iPads. And it's a, a huge debate that goes on and on. Um, sometimes you need to, uh, if you're like in my case where we take a lot of requests and sometimes we'll do a song we've never done before you sure. know, for a paid sure. request. So then, yeah, we'll look up the words. But and, if it's a song it. you sing every night, every weekend, month after month, you should know it. Yeah. You should know it cold. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's just part of being a professional, being a, a you know, a performer, and you see these kids on Idol that do that. Obviously, those two kids didn't make it through. Actually, I think one of them did because of his voice. Um, but I don't know if, how far he's going to so go. So listen, so that was um, your number one reason, right? So we're going to add that was that, number two. That was one of the, the reasons that made me think of this. The other one is is this young lady that I, I work with occasionally. She's uh, played with us three times now, I think, with Cornerstone during the day. Uh, 25 year old girl 
Um, she is fantastic. She she is seriously talented. Great voice. Um, and one of my first thoughts playing with her was that she's bigger than this stage. Hmm. She is bigger than this stage. She's an excellent performer um, and uh, and singer. She connects with the crowd. She knows the deal through and through, knows the deal. I, you know, I've talked to her off stage a bunch, and she's a smart girl. Um, she's fun, and I, I've never seen anybody on Bourbon Street as good as her as far as a performance performer is concerned she plays as if she's on a huge stage Mm. she plays as if she's a huge star she sings that way and i think she is i think she's a huge star Uh, i don't know if those are her aspirations i don't know her well enough to know that Um, i don't know what she really wants out of life but she's young she's 25 um and she's already way better than people that are 20, 30 years older than mm. her on on Bourbon Street. And to me, she epitomizes this, playing for the gig that you want. Um, she completely honors the gig that she has. She is fully present in the gig that she has, but she is playing for something much bigger than this. And you can tell it. Mm. It's 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 just glaringly obvious to everybody around her and to the audience. The way the audience responds to her, there's no doubt. And I would love to help facilitate her success if that's something that she wants to do. And again, I don't know her well enough to know that. But she's playing with us again this Saturday. Um, and so you need to start uh, finding this kind of stuff out, Steve. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, but it's the energy she brings. It's the aura. It's you know that, it's that the aura. It is. It's it's that presence that you bring that you can't describe, but it travels with you when you are of a certain mindset and capability, and you know that, and you are like a, a divining rod. Like you're like you know you're you're able to channel energy and then bring it you know to expand it when you deliver it right and that's what you said is bigger than the stage because you're bringing your full self fully present in that moment channeling that that otherworldly energy you know yep i I felt it the first time i saw her the first time i saw her was at that at bandstand and it was i want to say it was around october november last year Mm -hmm. And I it wasn't a night I wasn't working, and I I think I went into the quarter to get paid probably. And I was in in bandstand, and I there was only a couple people in the room, maybe two other people in the room, like uh, uh, customers. And I you know, sat there. I was drinking a beer, I think, and I was watching her, and I'm like. And I didn't know who she was. I and she looked kind of looked like this other girl that I, I've worked with before. I was like, is that is that? No, I don't think it is. And I'm watching her. I'm like, my first impression was like, she doesn't give a shit how many people are in the room right now. She's playing. Uh, that was my very first impression of her was she's playing as if she's playing to a, a house. Mm-hmm. You know, like as, as she's a performer, like she's not looking out at the crowd, looking for validation looking for any sort of response she, bring it? she is in her zone she is 
performing and it doesn't matter that I'm sitting here watching or or that there's two people in the room that and I was I was really taken by that and, and I'm happy that I've gotten to know her a little bit and, and that I've worked with her um, you know a few times now um, she's just enormous talent very inspiring to play with dude um, very uh, the the passion is unmistakable and it's um, and palpable. And she's probably positive and upbeat and fun very, and, very, and not pound, very. And not getting drunk and doing shots and, and, and no, she her, drinks, but not to the she drinks, but not sure, but not where she's impaired was what I was going to say. Like she, right. she won't drink to the point where she's slurring the words and can't bring it anymore. Yeah, she doesn't get sloppy. Um, somebody asked which Bourbon Street venue. That's Bourbon Bandstand. Mm which is where I play every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 2 o'clock to 6.15. I was just told that we might be starting at 1 o'clock now. So and going, going until the same time? End, end, yeah. end time? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, that's bringing you closer to 30 hours now a week. That'd be good. Yeah. You know? uh, uh, Hey, Deborah's here. I'm sorry, Deborah. I, I missed your hello, but she said, uh, "My nan would often say, being true to, to your calling in life." Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody said, "I'll be there." I don't know who that is. They said, "Which bourbon street venue?" I'll be there. I don't know who that is. Facebook user, but cool. Mm. Come visit. Come say hi. And if you're a musician, come on up on stage and play. We always uh, welcome that. People coming up and playing and singing and. And that, especially during the day when it's a little more laid back mm. um, for our, our gig. We like to we like to challenge ourselves with songs that we've never played before. We pretty much do that every week. What about the night gig, and, though? Do you have people sitting on the night gig sometimes, too? Or is that more yeah, of that's like a show? Yeah, it's more of a show. Mm. It happens, but not, not often. Um, occasionally, like somebody, like that girl... That I'm talking about, that I'm working with. She came. She was at a, at a rock box show one night, and she came up and sang a song. Um, uh, so I played with you last time. I played drums with you last time. I, I, I that's great. I just don't know who you, what your name is because all we're seeing is Facebook users. So right. cool. Uh, if you're on the the in the group, you need to let Streamyard share your name. That's that's why it just says that. Um, all right, so I ate up an entire hour with mostly my stuff. No, it was all good wisdom though tonight. I mean, it was all pertinent <laughs> to um, you know how to, how to become better and how do we make each other better and what advice or you know experience can we share right with with other people in the audience that that we have like minds, you know. And sometimes it's like when someone else is cheering you on or giving you an idea to do something, you get inspired and you start to pursue it. And then the door opens to some other, you know, opportunity or path that, that unfolds before you. So it's always good to, to take in, you know, all kinds of information that can make us better. Yep. Yeah. And keep that in mind, I would say, is the advice, you know, playing for the gig you want. Keep that mentality in mind when you're going and playing. Just, you know, we all have a tendency to go, oh, we're playing that venue again. Oh, I can't. I don't. Nobody comes there, and it's like a bad part of town or whatever. It, there, there's a hundred reasons you could get down on something or negative about it, but you want to intentionally think about, no, I'm playing here now 
at the place that I really desire, what, what I really have passion for, what I really have love for, I'm going to be there in myself now, regardless of your surroundings. Yeah, and I'm blessed so. to bring that gift of music to that venue and share it with the people that are there because I don't really know who might be there that I'm sharing it Never with know. and what that might open up a door to. Never know. You know? Who, but like you said, there. you're there not bringing your best, laid back, no energy. You may have missed an opportunity because of that and not, never even realized it. Never realized it. So do that, people, and report back to us. And we'll. Uh, yeah, and where can they find us, Steve? We'll plug you. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Tony, for reminding me. Of course, me of you that. know, we always want people to know where to find Curbandcentral.com is the website. Sign up for a profile for you, your band, or both. It is free. Go check it out. Free. Contact me, Steve, at CoverBandCentral.com. You want to throw some money in the tip jar, PayPal.me slash CoverBandCentral. You're seeing a theme here, I think. I think so. It's all about CoverBandCentral. And uh, uh, the YouTube channel, like I said, the link is in the description. Click on that link. Subscribe to YouTube and check out us on the uh, megaphone platform all the previous podcasts are there yeah 197 hours to get caught up 197 on. hours moving. now and uh we're gonna have a big thing for 200 so yeah. stick around for that we'll see you next time it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.